Have you heard? Amazon is now hiring for their new site opening soon in New Albany. Be one of the first to take advantage of launching a new career at one of the best workplaces in the world. Being a part of Amazon includes great benefits and competitive pay, plus many opportunities for advancement. So get a new job today and kickstart a new career tomorrow. Learn more about the perks of working at a new Amazon site. Go to amazon.com slash start now. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates and on TalkStream Live. If you'd like to send an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and our radio website at www.exxonradio.com. You know, I've met over 3,900 people doing this show over the last 25 years. And you can tell a lot by a person by their motto. And when you've got a motto from a guest that is, Live joy, be kind, love unconditionally, you know that this lady is going to be a great guest. Amy Lee McCree is our special guest this hour. And uh, she counsels women and men in the underrated art of self-love to create happier lives. Amy is a best-selling author, media personality, and medical intuitive. Amy speaks internationally, focusing on kindness, joy, and wellness. Bravo. More people need to do that. (laughs) Our politicians need to do that. Amy is the author of Spiritual Girl's Guide to Dating, Your Enlightened Path to Love, Sex, and Soulmates. Also, a little bit of chakras and Joyful Living 101, Ways to Transform Your Spirit and Revitalize Your Life. And of course, you can check out Amy uh, Amy's website at amyleemercury.com for articles, pictures, quotes, and quizzes. And uh, she's fast becoming one of the most quoted women on the web. Joining us this hour to end the week on a very high note is Amy Lee Mercury. And Amy, welcome to the show. What an introduction, Rob. Thank you so much. You know, I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, one of our daughter's name is Amy. So, and you bear a striking resemblance to her. So, you know, this is like dad talking to daughter. How funny. How (laughs) funny is that? Well, I have a very wonderful, happy dad myself, so... 
you probably have some similarities to him. Ah, uh, thanks, hon. Listen, what was it that that got you doing the wonderful things you're doing it? And I love your model: live joy, be kind, love unconditionally. Where did that come from? That came from just really my life philosophy, and I've been a medical intuitive for the last fifteen years. So one of the things that I've seen really across the board is the healing power of joy. So that's where the joy part comes from. And then the love and the kindness is just kind of my kind of thing, basically. Yeah, uh, So many people forget that laughter is one of the greatest medicines of all. Oh, for sure. It's, it's crucial. You know, it's so, so crucial. And I think... I just read a stat today that uh, a moment of anger depresses your immune system for four to five hours, and mm-hmm. a moment of laughter enhances it for up to ten. Wow, that mm-hmm. that is a stat I really love. Now, do when we see negative things happening in the world, for example, the news, their motto now is "If it mm-hmm. don't bleed, it don't lead." Does that affect us inside? I think it affects us a lot. I know it affects me, mm-hmm. you know, and and I hear that from lots of clients. I, I think that's why it's so critical to have at least one, if not several days a week where we really stay away from the news. And, you know, nowadays it's not just the TV. It's unfortunately social media. Yeah. I think it's important to be really conscious even when you log on to Facebook. Do I want to see a bunch of depressing political stuff, for example, mm. this season? You know, how how much we choose to engage in the sensationalism is a conscious choice, in my opinion. Amy, you and I have to take a short break. We'll be back. Thank you so much for joining us tonight here on the Exxon. I look forward to our next hour. And, um, you know... As you say, live joy, be kind, love unconditionally. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Amy Lee McCree is going to be with us. And um, let's let's make this happy. It's the end of the week. I'm sure a lot of people have had hard work. Uh, You know, they've worked hard. They've had problems at home. And you know what? Let's stop and smell some roses and be thankful for what we've got. And let's put a smile on our face. We'll be back on the other side of the short break, laughing and being smiley and kind and love-filled. Don't go away. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com.
shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers its certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Amy Lee McCreary is our special guest. And we're talking about love. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about Amy's book, The Spiritual Girl's Guide to Dating, Your Enlightened Path to Love, Sex, and Soulmates. Amy, is there a difference between love and a soulmate? That's a great question. I think love is just a universal feeling that we can feel for anyone, a friend, a family member, a spouse, a pet. And then soulmates are actually, the way I define soulmates, are as soul family. And so they're not just people we date. They're also people we meet who may be friends that we feel an instant connection with or people in our lives that we feel we've Mm -hmm. known besides this this life or this incarnation and there's really major feelings of love care and goodwill between soulmates do you when we're looking for oh sorry no no go ahead dear go ahead i was gonna say when we're looking for a life partner Mm -hmm. a soulmate makes a great life partner and there are also people who might not be soulmates, but that we have a a deep spiritual affinity with that also can make great life partners. So there's different layers of compatibility around that. Um, Do you believe in love at first sight? Or in today's society, love at first text? (laughs) (laughs) I doubt that, but I I have certainly heard over the years from Mm -hmm. clients, you know, stories of a deep knowing when they did meet that real spiritual partner. I also do think that some people think they experience love at first sight and it's really pheromones at first sight. So (laughs) there's some different components to it, in my opinion. I've got to share a story with you. The first moment I laid eyes on my wife, I knew she was the one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that—that's six children and nine grandchildren ago. I knew, huh. I knew that moment. There was a connection. There was just more than the attractiveness. There was more than the pheromones. There was a connection that I had never felt at a soul level before. Like it was like mm-hmm. an old friend that that I knew from before. But from when? Where have you been? You know, it's. Does that still happen? I think it happens. It, it happened with my husband and I. We had we had talked on the phone, and mm-hmm. we were we were going to be working together on something, and we'd never met. Right. And when we met, I, I, he says he knew before, and I suspected. But when we met, there was just no question. So I do think it still happens. You know, today is a throwaway society. You know, you buy a cell phone, it doesn't work, you throw it away, you buy another one. From what I am seeing, it seems that relationships are that way as well. How can we protect ourselves against those kind of relationships? I think we have to be super discerning and and really be aware of what we're getting into. You know, that's why mm-hmm. if, if you hear, for example, people lamenting not finding lasting love on Tinder, you'd say, well, come on, of course you're not finding lasting love there. 
you know, so it, it requires some conscious choices yeah. and I think a commitment to one's own well-being too, to not, to not be kind of just not to just flow into situations without taking the time to give them thought and, and making choices around them so we don't end up getting hurt. Because I agree, it is a throwaway yeah. society in a lot of ways. With all the advent uh, of technology, um, do we expect, or not we, because I, I'm very happily married and I have been for such a long time, I think Fred Flintstone was my best man, I'm not sure about that, or Barney Rubble. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but people seem to move much faster in their relationships, taking it from, hi, let's meet, hi, let's drink, hi, let's go to bed. You know, there seems to be something lacking yeah. in, in the, in the uh, what's the correct word here without me putting my foot in my mouth and shooting it off like I usually do, <laughs> in, in, in the relationship uh, adventure. You know, it seems yeah. that people are going to bed on the first date without really knowing who they're going to bed with. It, it, you know, is this part of the high-tech dating game and... What do we do about this? You know, like, I, I don't want to be a um, a morals monitor here, but in my book, that's not kind of right. I agree. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's morally wrong or anything. If somebody, if somebody feels that that would be good for them, then uh -huh. I don't have any judgment on it. But I agree that it's really the the norm as opposed to the exception now, mm -hmm. which I think is unfortunate. And again, I think that means that when people are single, whatever age, they have to make those conscious choices. And And one thing I always say is you really shouldn't want to date somebody that doesn't treat you with respect and kindness and care and and that takes time to even figure out if that's happening. You know, you can't know on a first date exactly. how someone will will treat you and the caring that they'll treat you with. So, yeah, I think it's it's a world where in a lot of ways we need to slow down. You know, slow down, pay attention, not be on the phones. Mm -hmm. Slow down, get to know one another. I always tell clients in, in my dating coaching practice that if this is the right person, you have all the time in the world. That's There's right. no rush, you know? What because are they'll stay and mm -hmm. they'll be there because you care for one another. What are some of the biggest challenges that, that your clients bring to you in the dating world of today? I think a lot of people come to me with the, how do I meet the right person mm -hmm. kind of thing. And a lot of people come to me too, sometimes couples or, or people who either come in as couples or come in, but they're coupled. So there's both um, with compatibility issues. You know, and that's some of those issues I do see could be prevented with more caring, more kindness and, <clears throat> excuse me, um, more conscious choices around who our mates are, too. How do you counsel men and women who come to you who have, who have left one relationship are looking for another relationship, but they have young children in their care. Does this play into the way that you would counsel someone? It does, especially because I'm a former teacher. Ah. That was my career before I was a writer. And so uh, as a teacher, I witnessed you know, many children's lives those who had parents who were coupled and uncoupled, mm -hmm. many, you know, and neither one being better or worse. Right. But there's, oh, what? Oh. No, I, I was agreeing with you, dear. I was agreeing with you. Oh, you were agreeing. Okay, I didn't yeah. hear you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's definitely special consideration to be taken with children. And 
in, in my opinion, I, I, I was always raised too with the notion that your, your children have to come first. Definitely. Especially, you know, until they're in the older years of high school. So that's something I end up counseling people on too, because sometimes there's a frustration among the with the parent feeling like, wow, I still haven't found that love of my life. I've been patient and mm-hmm. I really want to find that, that person. And, and that can be okay. It can be great to find that person when you still have children in the home, but the caring, the consideration and the, the extra time has to be taken to make sure that it doesn't impact the children's lives. Exactly. And I, and I heard it, I overheard it said to a child in a restaurant one day, this uh, single mom was with her daughter and they were sitting down having their supper and the mother looked at the child and said, you know, I could have had a life if it wasn't for you. And I, I was just devastated. Like how in the world, how can you say that to a child? You know, you bring a child into this world and like, it's like, do parents really, really take it out on their children that their relationships have gone sour, that they cannot go out and find Mr. and Mrs. Right, that it's the child's fault? Like, come on. Sad, sad. Listen, I, I we I, hope not. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you about your uh, your book, uh, "Joyful Living: One on One Ways to Transform Your Spirit and Revitalize Your Life." But I'd like you to encapsulate what you would like the Exxon Nation to understand about your book, "The Spiritual Girl's Guide to Dating: Your Enlightened Path to Love, Sex, and Soulmates." Aha! Okay. Um, I, I think the, the real bottom line with the spiritual girl's guide to dating mm-hmm. is to date as if all life is sacred. And that means you, the people you date and the world around you. And that should inform every choice you make in your dating life. As a married young lady, what does your husband think about your book? Do, do you use him as a sounding board at any time? About my dating book? Yeah. You know, because it, it's it's for girls, right? And he's a guy. So, so what's his take What's <laughs> he, his take on your book? That um, he... The, the story behind the book is the Girl's Guide to Dating is basically the system that I was a guinea pig for and used and led me to meeting him. So he, he thinks it's great. <laughs> so it's an owner's manual. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful. Essentially. When we come back uh, from the break, we have to take in uh, about a minute from now, Amy. I'd like to talk to you about your book, Joyful Living, 101 Ways to Transform Your Spirit and Revitalize Your Life. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds great. All right, Exxon Nation. Amy Lee McCreary is our special guest, and I love her motto, Exxon Nation. Live joy, be kind, love unconditionally. Three simple methods to make any life wonderful. You know, if whatever happened to making somebody's day, you know, smiling, opening up a door for somebody, carrying somebody's groceries, you know, just saying, wow, I really like that tie, or you know what, you look good in that dress. Or is that being sexist these days? I forget, but I I still like to compliment people (laughs) on their ways. So you and I will be back on the other side of this break. We're going to be talking once again about Amy's, one of Amy's other books, Joyful Living, 101 Ways to Transform Your Spirit and Revitalize Your Life. And all of Amy's books are available on her website. And I'd like to thank the good people at Llewellyn for helping make this interview possible. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. The Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we're here with you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Hey, it's the weekend. Have fun, but be safe. (laughs) 
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. Amy Lee McCree is our special guest this hour. And we're going to be talking to Amy about, amongst other things, her book on the Spiritual Girl's Guide to Dating, Your Enlightened Path to Love, Sex, and Soulmates. And um, how hard is it these days for somebody to find Mr. or Mrs. Wright? Great question. Uh, I think people who are looking and not having success think it's nearly impossible. But my book, The Spiritual Girl's Guide to Dating, is all about the inside work that we can do to prepare ourselves to then be ready to attract and select a a quality partner. So I think it's, it's, 
not easy necessarily to delve into and work through our own issues, but it's very doable and the rewards are huge, including being really in a position to then find a, a true soul partner. Now, in today's modern age of technological marvels, you've got Match.com, you've got Harmony.com, you've got the different religious philosophies with their love websites and so on. How effective are these websites? Or should people use a little bit of caution and a, no and a lot of knowledge when visiting these websites searching for Mr. or Mrs. Wright? I definitely think a lot of caution and a lot of knowledge are necessary, really, at this point in our online world anyways. So I think that's definitely a key point. I will say, though, I do have a certain percentage of clients who did, in fact, meet their soul partners online. So I do think it happens. Is it the most common way? I, I don't really have the stats on it, but I think the caution is key and, and really when we do our own inner work mm -hmm. and then we work on cultivating our intuition and discernment, we hope to be in a place where when we are faced with someone who before we would have chosen to date and not followed our intuition and noticed red flags and enacted all these unhealthy patterns that hopefully after doing the inner work, we make a different choice. And so I think that's a level of, protection as well. Tell me about your one-of-a-kind spiritual daters toolkit. Sure. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun book, in my opinion, because we do a lot of things in it mm -hmm. that are fun, easy, entertaining, and then we also really delve into working through uh, the patterns we've enacted in past relationships, the unmet childhood needs that make us choose the partners that we choose, and then we kind of go through all that inner work and we work through the mechanics and the energetics of dating and flirting, the energy exchange that happens on every date and in every encounter, and the karmic energy that influences our relationships, with the whole idea being we go through this whole system and come out the other side really in a place ready to make new types of choices that will lead us to a happy, healthy love life. Have the strategies for dating changed over the years? I think absolutely with the advent of online dating, definitely. And now we've seen in the last several years the popularity of the app Tinder and, you know, various related apps. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to see, so that was kind of a, a really casual, really impersonal way of dating, not usually intended for monogamous relationships. But now I'm kind of seeing a backlash against that, and a lot of women especially, but men too, who are disenchanted with the lack of personal connection and with the kind of surface-level connection. So I think that dating in the Western world is always changing, especially now because of technology. What about the old-fashioned way of finding Mr. or Mrs. Wright, going out to social events, going out to bars, meeting people that friends introduce you to? Is either way better than the other? Would the old-fashioned ways be better than the technological ways? Or does each have its own values? I think they both have a value and it's a matter of opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more inclined towards the old-fashioned way myself at the exclusion of bars, though, because rarely does that lead to lasting love. But clubs, events where people engage in you know, similar hobbies, mm -hmm. friends setting people up is still a key way. People meeting, uh, you know, soul, soul partners that are into the same things. For example, they both like yoga or they both like raw food or they both like running or hiking, you know, different clubs. 
So I kind of think the the interesting combination of the two is the website meetup.com where you can find clubs focused on your interests and, and events focused on your interests. And maybe then that's a way to kind of combine the real life and the technology. Does the the use of iPads, iPhones, smartphones during the dating procedure, does that hinder the technological savvy or is this just part of the dating scene now? You know, because... You know, I, I, it, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, like I, my wife and I have gone out and had supper and, you know, you see these younger people and, you know, they're, instead of talking to each other, they're texting at the table and basically it's it's as if they're just disassociated from each other instead of, you know, having that good old conversation, getting to know each other. How, you know, how does this I... play into the, the dating scene these days? I agree that it's absolutely a disassociation and I think it's really unfortunate because people miss the opportunity to really be present mm-hmm. to, to one thing now because we're so distracted. And I personally think I'm just, you know, I'm of a generation that's just as probably as addicted as anyone else to the smartphone, but right. I think that we're doing a disservice to ourselves being on it all the time. And we're seeing that in things like the 1200% rise in anxiety disorders diagnosed by uh, general practitioner doctors, because we're, we're all kind of getting addicted to that dopamine hit when we get a text or we get whatever like or repost or, you know, whatever we're doing on our, on our social media and our smartphones and all of the apps. And that's where I think in dating, it's really a mistake because people are missing the chance to get those authentic feel good moments from personal connection because they're, they're literally addicted to the phone. So is there a way that we can have a happy medium between the old fashioned dating and the new technological dating system? So I think it's it's things like making a decision to put away the smartphones mm-hmm. at dinner, you know, things like that. And and perhaps choosing partners who agree with that. You know, if you obviously if you go on a date with someone and they won't pay attention to you because they're glued to their phone, yeah. that's a red flag. So that's an opportunity to make a conscious choice in dating. And and I think too with the ways of meeting people, it's just it's just a, a choice to consciously look for authentic connection and how we find that, whether it's through a website or a website that sets us up to actually hang out with people or just the good old-fashioned way of meeting people. Yeah, I, I've often wondered how many of these relationships get tainted by the lack of expression in a text, you can text something with one meaning, and by the time it gets to the recipient who has no knowledge or no idea about your feelings within the text, it can be taken all wrong. I agree, and that's probably very common, you know. And you always say, you even used to say in business with email that you know email can't really convey tone. So yes. if you have something serious to talk about, mm-hmm. you, you do it on the phone. And now I think there's also the prevalence of people ending relationships with texts and the, the extra hurt feeling. Yeah. And I think the message that gets to people is you're not worth the time it would take to make a phone call, you know? And that comes back to living a life of kindness and caring for other people, and in that- my opinion. And I agree with you 100%, Amy, and we've seen it so many times where bullying is hitting an all-time high on social media. Yes. So, looking at it through the spiritual lens, how do you best suggest that girls, you know, kind of get into the dating scene if if they're new to it or if they're just coming off of a relationship or a marriage? What are some of the ways that you suggest they 
they get back into it safely and spiritually. You know, I always suggest, first of all, for people to really take a a lot of time after a breakup before jumping into something Mm -hmm. new, because that's just a convenient distraction from working through the issues that came up in the past relationship. So I, I recommend before anybody thinks about entering the dating world, they take at least several months and really look at the, look at the patterns that they, that they enacted, look at the choices they made in the past relationship and decide to make a conscious choice instead of also just jumping back into the dating scene. I think a lot of times for women, some of us were kind of socialized to wait for um, a man to ask us out, which is fine, and then to say yes. And instead I'm asking women to make a conscious choice and think about the implications of, of dating somebody. For example... Um, I'll have women who are clients of mine who will come in and say, you know, I really have these feelings for someone who I work with Mm -hmm. and he's asked me to spend time with him and I want to, but he's married or he's, he doesn't believe in marriage or he has, you know, some critical flaw and those chemicals of attraction can be really seductive and make people choose things almost unconsciously. So that's one of the things I ask women to do is really make a commitment to make conscious choices in their dating life and only choose to do anything that's going to enhance their lives and and be filled with feeling respected and treated kindly. So it can be a tall order for Mm -hmm. women, Because, again, there's a lot of social pressure and different messaging we get. All right, Amy, stand by. You and I have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Okay. Amy Lee McCree is our special guest. Amy Lee McCree. McCreary. Dot com is the website, and we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Happy weekend, everyone. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. 
Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Exonation, Amy Lee McCreary is our special guest. Once again, I've got to share with you this lady's motto. Live joy, be kind, love unconditionally. She's the author of The Spiritual Girl's Guide to Dating, Your Enlightened Path to Love, Sex, and Soulmates. Another book entitled A Little Bit of Chakras. And uh, the book that we're going to be talking about for these final minutes here on tonight's show 
is Joyful Living, 101 Ways to to Transform Your Spirit and Revitalize Your Life. First of all, Amy, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight on the show. I have loved your energy. I love what you're doing. And you and I talked off air that you're going to be back with us in December uh, talking about your cookbook that we hope people will pick up and uh, find in uh, their stockings, so to speak, Christmas morning. Yay! (laughs) All right, Amy, tell us about your, your book, Joyful Living, 101 Ways to Transform Your Spirit and Revitalize Your Life. Sure. Um, Joyful Living is really a a love letter to all of my clients as a medical intuitive for for so many years because the power of joy is the highest vibration in the universe. And so part of what I feel my mission is is to spread that information and to give people easy and quick ways to bring that emotion and energy into their lives to better it. And so Joyful Living has 101 chapters. They're super short chapters. Mm -hmm. They have some uplifting prose on a theme and then an exercise or activity to do for every single day. And you can take this book, open it to any page, and you'll have a 10-minute dose of joy between your little bit of reading and your activity to really make a conscious choice to uplift your life and learn to choose happiness and and love your own life. Without spilling the beans, so to speak, can you share a couple of them with us? So in case somebody's having a down day today, it's Friday, they don't know what to do, or maybe they're, they're, they're in a hotel somewhere on a business trip. Maybe we can cheer them up. Sure. I will, um, open to a page and we'll see what we come up with here. Let's see here. So the one I open to is change apprehension to joy. It's number 81. Mm -hmm. And so it talks about, you know, some different stories and things like that. Actually, it talks about a really fun story when I was um, in my very early twenties or late teens. And I went to Typhoon Lagoon at Disney world with my best friend and I'd never been snorkeling. We got into this snorkeling tank with all these fish, and uh, I kind of freaked out because they were so close to me, and I'd, I'd never done that before. And she was really wonderful, and she held my hand. We swam across the little lagoon thing, and I found I really loved it. And years later, I lived in Maui and would snorkel every day with whales and dolphins and all kinds of stuff. So. Oh, wow. The exercise in in this chapter is about committing to new experiences. So it gives you some some suggestions. Try a new type of restaurant, maybe Ethiopian, Korean, or 100% organic. Find a board game you've never played and gather some friends. It could be anything from a group card game like Pinochle to a solitaire game like Mahjong or Dance Dance Revolution on your Nintendo or Sega. Um, Create a new decoration for your home. Meditate on a single color and wear it for the day. Watch a happy movie you've never seen or try a new sport. Wow. Get out there. Do (laughs) something. Just get out there and do something new. Can you share with us one more? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I closed the book, so now I'm going to have to think of one. Um, my Mine would be try rollerblading, if you haven't done it, because it's very fun. Wow. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of rollerblading. I'll oh, probably yeah. do it after we hang up. Wow, I used to love watching the roller derbies on TV. Yes, yeah. I've been to the roller derby, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got this new book coming out in December. We're going to be having you back on the show to talk about that. But you also have another book coming out after the cookbook. What is that book going to be like? I have a book coming out next year, uh, next summer, called The Passion Revolution, 30 Days of Living from the Heart. And that book is also with Llewellyn. So I bet that we will get to talk about that, too, as it gets closer. I didn't know you were psychic because I was just thinking that. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> For all the people who are listening to us right now, 
What would you like to share with them? What would you like to tell them? How can you let them look at a light that's at the end of their tunnel and say, you know what, that's not an oncoming train? I'd like to tell them that they matter. And every everything they do matters. And I I wish for them that they treat themselves with the utmost kindness and with appreciation for the fact that they are an integral part of the tapestry of humanity, which is ultimately at the highest level, simply made of love. That's beautiful. And I can tell it came from your heart. As, Thank you. As a New Age author, what was the hardest part for you in writing this book? Because I know every author, you know, has a hard time with one chapter or one idea that they they just want to get out there, but they just, you know, they just can't. What was that with you? For me, I'm I'm an idea factory, so the challenge for me is always following through. <laughs> if I was just completely following my own whimsy, I would have started probably 50 to 100 books and not finished them. So the challenge for me is always to just follow through and not move on to my next idea before I finish. Wow. In with uh, with all this soft publishing, desktop publishing, and um, you know, putting your book up on Amazon and the other online online uh, venues where people can buy books, as well as working with great publishers like Llewellyn, do you find that it's easier for people who have that creative spark to finally get their book out there, get that story that each and every one of us has inside of us, and present it to the world? I think so, because people who might not have been able to publish their books because they were more niche or things like that have an opportunity to share their ideas. I think it's wonderful. That's great. That is, that is, that is so great. Um, how, long, how long does it take you to write the book? Do you start at the beginning and go to the very end in sequence, or do you do a chapter here, a chapter there, and then sit down and edit and say, okay, this is how I want the book to be. Or how do you, how do you do it? It depends on the book, but I usually kind of just go through my outline and fill in the chapters in sequence. Um, But I work really well with a deadline too. So when, when I have a book deal, then I really just kind of go to town on it and just kind of buckle down and do it. The the deadline is I'm the, not a big editor either. I see. The deadline is the incentive to get it done on time. Yes. <laughs> Amy, once again, Definitely. thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Continued success, and I look forward to having you back on the show in the Christmas season. So until then, take care care of yourself, Amy. And once again, let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and buy your books. I will. And thank you so much, Rob. It's really been a pleasure to get to know you over this time. And listeners can find me at my website, amyleemercury.com. And that's Amy Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Mercury, M-E-R-C-R-E-E.com. And we'll be seeing you in the Christmas season. Until then, take care, dear friend. Thank you so much, Rob. All right. Good night, Amy. Exonation, Amy McCree, Amy Lee McCreary has been our guest. And uh, I'd like to thank the good people at Llewellyn for helping us make this interview happen. Now, don't forget, Exonation, if you'd like to be part of history, the only UFO satellite investigation that has ever been launched... If you want to be part, if you want to have your name inscribed in the code, if you would like to have a part in this mission, one website to go to, www.cubesat.tech. That's www.cubesat.tech. Well, that's it. It's the end of the week here in the X-Zone. I'll be back Monday 
at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, and we come to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Now, if you'd like to find out the other great programming that is available to you, the Exxon Nation, 724-365, all you have to do is go to www.xzbn.net. That's www.xzbn.net. So until Monday night at 10 o'clock, remember... Take care of each other. If you can dip your hand in your pocket a little deeper to help those in need. If you can just smile at someone, wish them a happy day. You know, we are our brother's keepers. So until Monday, my friends, have a safe weekend. And as always, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. Have a great weekend. <laughs>